ever felt like you've been stuck in a deja vu moment where you've lived out a certain task before and you already know what the outcome is going to be? Some places learned their lessons slower than others and embody the definition of insanity. This is Every Time Is Our First Time. What does every time is our first time mean to you? Oh, I, I would say it is exactly the definition of insanity where you would do you would assume doing the same thing over and over again, like consistency is key, would produce you different results and you just lose your mind that it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it's uh, encountering just the same problem, but maybe on a different aircraft, different tail number, same, same type model, or maybe even different type models, but same, same sort of system, right? They all sort of operate in a similar way, but uh, you encounter a problem and you Maybe it's the maybe it actually is the first time. So you jump through all the hoops, get all the documentation, engineering involved, uh, get your TOs updated, everything to accommodate that problem. And then a week later, you run into it on a different tail number and like, well, let's, let's go through the whole thing again. Like, oh, did we, did we just do this last week? Yeah, but this is a different tail number, so it might be different. But can we at least try what we did last week to fix the other one? No, 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 no. Let's go through the whole the whole thing again. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> My as God. he as he slowly inserts barrel into mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I I you know what I've encountered that exact scenario on multiple aircraft, and the only reason why that they were different, air quote different, was because they were they had different owners. You know, exact same plane, exact same version, exact same everything, but it had different owners, and because it had different owners, they wanted things given or done or documented or all three a certain way so when one says um let's let's give a ball let's give an example like tighten screws to 30 inch pounds okay cool and it's the same plane so you would assume okay everything's 30 inch pounds on this side but then owner b says no 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 i want this to 23 plus or minus whatever inch pounds make why, why you got to be different, man? <laughs> why, why, yeah. why, you gotta, why you gotta be different? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess I, in that, in that scenario, I don't know, uh, why the torques would be different. It should be, those should be set by the manufacturer, I would think. But unless there's certain things that they're, I guess maybe you're in one instance where it might be two different engineers, right? On the right. same problem. And one's calling for, like, you'll get a, you'll get a memorandum out and this engineer calls for, 30 inch pounds and then then he goes on vacation so they assign another guy and he comes in and says oh this this needs to be 23 on this well no on this tail number here it's the same panel so-and-so said 30 well that guy's wrong it's 23 plus or minus whatever and you're going well now i got two aircraft of two different two different torque values what what am i supposed to go to here i don't i don't know what to do <laughs> help right. help yeah so it, i guess in that instance yeah it well it's kind of like it's kind of like math, you know, uh, the answer is going to be the same, but two different people can arrive to the answer two di totally different ways. You know, like what's five plus five? Oh, it's 10. And then the other person will break it down all stupid. Like, well, five is increment is five increments of one. And then you're adding another, not five increments of one, but one increment of three and another increment of two. And then you combine those together, you know, do like some off the wall craziness. And like, Yeah. One person uses their fingers and toes to count to 10 and the other one. The other one uses common core. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, get to the same answer, but one just took six and a half hours longer than the other. <laughs> right. One freaking problem. Like, what is going on? So on a, on a grander scale of things, right? I, I've ex experienced something where you would, it would, it would be like a, like a scenario or a flight or, a, or an exercise. And it's it's something that we've done over and over and over again. And it's one of those where like everyone kind of tribal knowledge knows the rhythm. And so they just kind of get that going. But then the leader or whoever, the guy who is the usual key for all that knowledge, like gets sick or goes on vacation or God forbid quits his job. And so now like the the hub of all that knowledge is gone. And then now we're just like, oh, what the hell do we do? And then. We're just going into this round robin of trying to figure everything out 
And then by the time we have someone else who does figure it out, they get moved up or moved out somewhere else. And now it's repeat, rinse and recycle. And yeah, that that's that. I guess that's the first time, right? First time is every time. Uh, just in the engineering example we talked about a few minutes ago, I guess it could be same thing, the cycling out of people. So you would think one engineer to the next would be able to pick up where the other one left off, but that's not the case. And so this en- engineer A over here says, this is how the route we're going to go. And engineer B says, no, we're going to we're going to go this other route because I've never seen this problem before. But you said they assigned this you to this issue because you have seen it before. Yeah, but it's a it's a little different. How, how is it different? Like it's the same. We're having a, a hydro, you know, pressure issue or whatever the case may be. Like what what's why do we have to do gear swings again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, I just, and then or they some of them they just have like uh, a lower tolerance for things. If that makes any sense, like like say for instance the gear swings like. Well, you know, that pressure is looking kind of iffy to me, you know, like, uh, I know it's right there at the limit, but, but yeah, let's just do well, it. Or, or, or when they're trying to troubleshoot from a different facility or from a, the other side of the planet and you're <laughs> oh calling them, you're like, Hey, I think it's this, uh, we've kind of ran into this before and it's what we did to fix it. Here's what we're going to run it. You know, we're going to run and try that. No, no, no. You guys are going to mess up the system. Well, no, I've done it before. It'll work just fine. No, no, no. I'm, I'm smarter than you. <laughs> I'm back here in the States. You're over there. You're going to do this, this, and this. And you're like, oh, can I just try though what I did before to see if it fixes it? And if not, I'll yield to you and we'll do everything you want to do. No, you're going to do everything I want to do. I'm, oh my God. So it's one of the, I guess in those instances, it's uh, easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Like, oops, sorry. <laughs> you know, like, oh, my first time too. My bad. I didn't know I was supposed to reach out to you first. <laughs> that's how you play from the maintainer side right you always do that like oh man my bad dog uh i didn't know i was supposed to follow that process you know just for the sake of making forward progress and they're like oh you know if you are kind of newer you can get away with it but they're like dude you've been around 15 years what the fuck you can't you can't <laughs> you can't use that excuse like oh man i just have never seen this before so crazy fixed it though anyways <laughs> <laughs> what's that one meme like oh no Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Danny DeVito. He's like, you can't do that. You can't shoot shoot those people. So, anyways, I started blasting, and uh... <laughs> so I, I've actually ran into instances like that where, like, where you kind of keep them out of the loop uh, after a certain point. We're like, oh dang, and you know, you come up with all kinds of dumb excuses. Like, oh, I sent you an email. You didn't get it. Like, oh, weird. It must have like got stuck in my outbox or something. Or you know what? It's because I shut down my computer as I was sending the email. That's what happened. You never actually yeah. typed it up to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there it is. Stuck in my outbox. Well, I guess you guys have already fixed it. So, but what's crazy, like, um, but then also like the first time, right? It's just beyond the maintenance realm. And it might be even hiring made maintainers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We hired just one individual because they said they has ex- had this experience. After six months to a year, you realize that they actually were kind of lying on the resume and didn't have the experience they said they had. So you move them on to a new program, a different position, or or terminate them altogether. And then you go, they go right back out and hire their doppelganger, essentially. And you're like, <laughs> didn't we just didn't we just go through this? Now we got a, another year of this crap. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> who's reading these resumes, damn it. Let me read this. Stuff. <laughs> right. Oh. And they were still going on, on a tangent on resumes. I've seen like some individuals where they'll really blow up a certain task on a resume. Like, I, like I, I think they went on Google and said like, Google, how do I make changing a light bulb sound like super awesome? And they go like, personally oversaw the, the removal and replacement of light emitting apparatus or some shit like that. You know, zero defects, <laughs> no safety violations or some shit. Yeah, it's one of those. You read the resume. Like, I've been in that situation too. I've read a resume. I'm like, this sounds like the guy just all he did was work in the tire shop. Like, it sounds like a real fancy way to say he he just re- swapped tires every day. Mm-hmm. Like, but I need I need an, a master engine tech for Rolls Royces or Pratt Whitney's or whatever. Huh? I'm like, yeah, he should work for the job. But I think what they look at him is and go, I, it sounds like we can pay them the least amount as possible to fill the slot. Sounds good. Sign up. 
Sign them. Send the offer letter now. <laughs> now, <laughs> I've seen the other end of this where like they they want a guy out of the shop or they want a person out of a certain position. So, but they don't have anything on him or her to fire them. So like, what's the next best thing? Oh, let's just promote them up. So they're out of here, you know, give them air quote, more responsibility, you know, but that's yeah. kind of like, just, just get us, get them out of here, get them out of here. You're okay. You're in charge of this. Cool. Whatever. You can tell us what to do to a point, whatever. Cool. And then just kind of let them engineer themselves into destruction. <clears throat> you know yeah promote beyond the promote them to beyond to the point of beyond their capabilities man i butchered that saying up but yeah basically get them to the point where they can't perform their job duty tasks successfully or without the uh major input from other outside sources to do their job um effectively and then it's like oh well sorry you you're not you're not performing your duties correctly get out <laughs> right now on the flip side of that i've seen individuals who had no idea no experience onto what they were doing whatsoever but they were sharp as a tack where like they can pick stuff up pretty darn fast and like they read something once and it's like mem- it's like etched into their memory forever um like i had this one individual he never turned wretches on a helicopter like ever ever and Within two months, this guy was like beating out senior level techs just because of how much this guy cared about knowing the job. So, but I'll admit that's kind of like an outlier where like you're, it's not too common to have an individual like that. But you can kind of tell just by the way that person presents himself, the way they write about themselves and the way they answer things about themselves. So it it's... It's an art form, I, w- I would say. At best, it's an art form. Well, yeah, I mean, so that, that side of the spectrum, right? They're uh, the first time for those individuals, they make the most out of their first time. So, you know, every time is the first time um, isn't always necessarily a bad thing. You get some some individuals who, who make the most of that. They retain a lot. They're perceptive. They watch. They pick out who the senior, who's really good out of the senior techs. And or a combination of all of them take the very best attributes from each one. And then that's how they base themselves off of and they become one one of your best best person in the shop you might have, you know. Right. You, you know, is the one thing, the one of the more common things I've seen that where their ass really shows that either a they didn't learn their lesson from the uh, the objective prior or. They just didn't bother to take notes to pass on to the to the next crew is when anything involves travel. You know what I mean? Like I'm going from point A to point B or I'm de- or or say a deployment. Right. I'm deploying from point A to point B or I'm moving like a set of equipment. I, I tell you, man, like I, I, I myself probably done like so many of these. But every time when someone's in charge and doing it, it's like, holy shit, dude, like you've never done this before. We've done this a million times. This is, this company's pride themselves in doing that. But how is it every time we're going to do some kind of travel work, everything's always a freaking mess. Oh, you mean like uh, shipping all your support equipment, getting all your, um, your bench stock that you're going to take with you on the road, all your serviceable items, you know, oil, fluids, whatever. Uh, yeah. Y- you're talking about getting those prepped and shipped in the PowCon containers and whatever else. Well, and that it well, seems like nobody, Nobody knows, like, how, how much do you think, well, we're going to be gone for a week. Well, how much do you think we need for the week? Like, didn't you guys just come back from a week, like, two months ago? What, what did you do then, you know? <laughs> yeah. Pull up the old documentation to read what you took. Obviously, it was enough. Did you take too much? Did you take, you know? And it's aviation, right? So, everything's documented. Jeez, just go look at the history forms. Yeah. Or another one is, like, the personnel move themselves, right? Because... Every time, whenever it's like a company travel, right? You got to have a government, you have to have a company travel card. You have to have like, depending on where you're going, you need a passport. You need some kind of export document to bring all your stuff with you because everything has to be. Might need a working visa. Yeah. You know, work visa, stuff like that. But for whatever case, it never lines up. There's always something missing, right? And it doesn't matter what kind of checklist you were given. Like say like, hey, you need a work visa. All right, cool. Where do I go to get that? Ah, uh, good question. Like, what do you mean, good question? You're the one who told me I need to get it. Where do I get it? 
see, uh, see the way, and then you you hear some excuse like, well, how it was done before, like. Yeah, see that you you, you kind of hit a point there, I guess, with the travel because that is one of the things that, especially for aviation maintainers, they're constantly on the road, constantly going to different places to fix these aircraft, and they're supposed to have right a travel. Most companies, at least the large ones, have their own travel personnel who. Buy, you know, schedules, gets the plane tickets, gets your letter of authorization, gives you your itinerary, tells you where you're going, what you need, you know, um, you know, get, like what you need as in like uh, you're going to get a rental car, hotel, you know, what the case may be. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, every time it's, it's one of those. Well, uh, OK, you got this and that. Hey, did you guys get us a book? It's a rental car. Oh, no. You just, just pick up one when you're there. I'm like, well, you have us landing at 1130 at night, so no one's there. Uh, <laughs> hmm. You know, or the hotel or, or like I had this happen one time and we were all working. I can't remember where we were at. Somewhere in the south, the southeast. But they sent four of us down there and put three of us in different hotels. What? And we're like, what? With one rental car. We're like, what? why would you? And it was, uh, I can't remember what event was going on, but it was a busy time of year. So like you, we couldn't, we couldn't adjust rooms and all get in the one same place. So like at the end of the workday, you have to drive around and drop three individuals off and the other two go back, take the car back to the hotel. And then in the morning you have to go pick everybody up again. But we're like, how do you, how did you book us all in three different places? Well, they had three different people working on the travel arrangements. That's, that's end up being what happened, but. Crazy stuff like that. Like, it's, it's not that hard. So then yeah. they went to, okay, we've had too many problems. This way, you guys schedule your own itinerary. Oh. Okay, well, guys were like, sure. Well, okay, for me, it works out if I leave at 10 a.m. rather than 6 a.m. And the other one's like, well, you know, because of family or whatever else. The other guy's like, young kid, I don't have any family. So I'm leaving at 6 a.m. so I can get there earlier. And it's just, it, it just never pans out that way. Or guys, hey, I'm getting business class. And the company comes back, I'm not paying for that. Well, you told me to book my own stuff. At least I'm going to ride in comfort or semi-comfort, you know. And No, no, no. If we could put you in the cargo bay, we would. But <laughs> You know, that, that hits that hits home so hard, man. Because I remember there was a time where you would have your own uh, HR or some kind of travel personnel that would, that would uh, hash out all this for you. And they, they were beginning so many complaints. And instead of like just kind of seeing where the shortfalls were, they just say, you know what? Screw it. You guys handle it. We're done with this shit. Like we got too much on our on our plate to have to hear your complaints and fix it. And then when they finally turned it over to us, oh boy, that was a shit show and a half. Because, <laughs> you know, like you were logging into a system none of us ever seen before. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And so you're you're calling back to all the travel personnel or used to be travel personnel, and they're they're telling it to you like you're supposed to know this already. I'm like, time out, bro. Like, I've never done a travel claim in this system like ever, and you're expecting me to just kind of understand you like we've been boys, like we've been talking like this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I've uh, had that happen even like working working on different jets or whatever, right? So it might be my it might be my first time doing that specific task. Hey, I haven't worked on this before. I've only been here a month, you know, just got out of training or whatever else. And or been here a couple months, but spent six six weeks in training, got out, and um just I'm the new guy on the floor, so all they got me doing is walking a wing or or cleaning up oil spots or, you know, just kind of the the normal new guy stuff. And then they're like, Hey, we got a task for you finally. Go uh, change out the starter generator on engine three. You're like, oh, okay. Well, I get the TO out, but then, like I said earlier, the TOs aren't exactly good on some of these aircraft, uh, so they leave a lot to be desired. So, if you don't have a grandfathered knowledge of the system, you might not know what to do. And you're going off of the pictures, and you're like, "Hey, it's showing this," but there's this other thing in the way, but that's not mentioned in the TO. And then, then your senior mech talks down to you like, like you're an idiot because you can't you have you can't change out the starter generator. But it's a job you've never done. But they expect you to like be be the aviation mechanic god, you know? Right. Have this all encompassing knowledge of everything. Right. It's like, man, like school didn't cover this shit, man. <laughs> it didn't get down into like the nitty nitty gritty of things because well, you know things that's evolve. The case. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, that's the case. Like schools are literally, and I had one of my instructors in AP school tell me. He goes, "Look, man. He goes, uh, this place 
it gives you kind of a base knowledge and you can kind of experience some different things. He goes, but hell, half the stuff you're working on here was was out of date 35 years ago. He goes, that's why it's here at this school. It's no longer serviceable. Nobody uses this crap anymore. He goes, it's all going to be on the job training or OJT. Uh, you know, you're just getting your license to work here, but your experience is going to come by just getting in there and doing it. But you're ba- you're you're hoping that the manuals can help you, but that also you'll have some somebody who's out there ahead of you who is going to take the time and kind of kind of show you, not just throw you to the wolves and let you sink or swim type thing. Right now, well, some guys are really good, like you were saying earlier. Some guys you throw them to the wolves and they and they they come out the the pack leader, but other ones, man, they come out missing an arm, a leg, an ear, you know, right. they're missing their <laughs> spleen. The wolves, the wolf pack just tore them up. <laughs> 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 Coming all hodgepodge and stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh, my oh my god! Oh my god! What happened to you? <laughs> the forest puppies killed me. <laughs> oh man! Uh, go, speaking of another thing about um, like travel work and whatnot, I remember specifically the one item that was like the hugest headache for everybody, and not a, and this was like the biggest learning curve for a lot for almost all of us is when. They used to do um, like per diem pay, like advanced per diem pay. Like we venture you're going to get this much per day for your travel. So we're just going to lump sum all that and give it to you as advanced pay. That was a hassle and a half. And then they, they moved from giving the per diem or the advanced pay and then just giving you a, a company travel card. And then whatever funds that you were supposed to get for advanced, they just put it into the card. And like, well, I don't know how much I'm supposed to charge to this. So, you, you know, you, you, they just tell you just charge as necessary and keep the receipts. Okay. Beep, swipe, swipe, swipe. And then you realize you maxed out your card because your advance is different from another person. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Then, and then oh, you, you, you start asking like, well, what the hell, man? Like my card's locked out or my card's maxed out. What, what the hell? And especially if it's a company travel card, you max out so many times your card locks out. You get, you get this whole spill from HR. You get um, like these written warnings that go straight to your, your big boss. And then he gets all spooled out. Like, Who the, what the fuck is he doing? Spending this much over his, his, his limit. And you're like, uh, f- well, I didn't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why? Hey, how come I only got a thousand dollars or so-and-so got $3,000, you know? Yeah. What the hell's up with that? <laughs> right. And then trying to get like all the, all that uh, reimbursed, that was another hassle and a half, right? Because now you're looking through all these receipts. They got to say, well, why did you buy, why did you use like unleaded gasoline from, Mo- from mobile and not from Arco or some shit like that? I'm like, because that was the only one around? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. I, I've been quiz fucked like that too. <laughs> receipts. <laughs> you, but but then you're they're asking you questions, but it's like two months after the trip happened. You're trying to think back, like, uh, man, I brain dumped everything from that. Uh, right. That's why I kept the receipts and gave them to you. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, and I had a place right where they wouldn't give us per diem, so we had to use our own cards and our own money, and then turn in expense reports at the end of every week, mm-hmm. and then we would get reimbursed. Man. I think when I left that place, and I know a couple other guys, but they owe, they owed me the least. They owed me like like twenty five hundred to three grand because I was using my own money to fill up the company vehicles to 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 get supplies to get whatever we need if we're on the road and have to makeshift tools together and stuff. Um, but they owed some guys like five six grand, you know, in in different. So that was a be leery of that, all you newbies out there getting in the game. For like, oh yeah, you know, just use your own money and and give us the expense report back. At the end of the week, and we'll pay you. Um, they're not going to pay you in a timely manner. So if you got house notes and car notes and bills like the rest of us do, uh, and you're spending all your money to support work, yeah, be leery of that because you're going to be short a couple of months. <laughs> right. On the, or on the dark side of that, right? I've seen some individuals where they use their, their company travel card for non-work-related stuff. Or like they'll say, like, okay, you can use, you can use your travel card for meals and stuff, right? But when they say meals, they're thinking like like Denny's or somewhere small, right? Oh like yeah, get, like the like the cheapest places, like eating from the gas station, you know, right? Or get like those two for one specials or some shit, right? 
Not yeah, or four for four. Yeah, not freaking Roof Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where it's like yeah, four hundred dollars a plate. Salt, why did you eat at the Saltgrass Saltgrass Steakhouse in in Houston, Texas? Well, because we had just kicked ass for the last four days, and we had finally had the evening off and wanted to treat ourselves. Yeah, treat yourselves on your own money, clown. <laughs> like that's what my per diem's for. I'm like, yeah, no. So, so with that, right? That that brings up a, a story, right? We had the per diem. Um, they would give us cash. They would give us like two grand cash. So it would be a th- for two weeks. So a thousand per week. Uh, so we go on the road. Same thing. We that was a true story. We just kicked ass all over the Houston area for four days, uh, knocking out jets left and right. And we finally got a free evening. And we said, hey, let's go out to a nice dinner and, and treat ourselves. We all, you know, paid for the dinner with our own per diem money. We get back and like, hey, you owe us uh, this much money back. And you're like, you what now? Like, you owe us money back. From what? Your per diem. You were down there for 14 days, but you only worked you only worked nine out of the 14 days. So you owe us four days of per diem back. Uh, but I spent it all. On what? You weren't working. You weren't supposed to. You're, if you're not working, you're not supposed to spend the money. Well, you didn't tell us that. And also, I'm away from home because my home base was in the Northeast at that time. And I was like, but I'm away from home. So the per diem, like, yeah, but not if you're working because we have a corporate apartment there. So if you're no jobs that day, no per diem. I'm like, I still got to survive. I still got to buy food and we can get a call at any time. So I'm not going to I'm not going to eat out every meal like or I'm not going to go to the grocery store and buy two weeks worth of food because what if I get called and then and I'm gone for the next four days. And I never make it back to the apartment. The food's going to go bad. But they're like, nope, you owe us the money. I'm like, son of a bitch, man. Right. That was that was crap, too. I, you know, and you know what? We've we've I've actually had something similar to that, but it it got so bad where like when they say, here's your travel advance or here's your 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 travel card. It was like, you know, what? nope, fuck that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, we just like file yeah. it away, file it away somewhere where you never use it and then just use your own money and then just kind of do it like that. And then whatever else that you have to use for work related stuff, that's when you pull it. Because, you know, yeah. like they'll, they'll nickel and dime you just for the exact stuff that you just mentioned. Yep. I, and, and that's exactly it. Like I, I only use the corporate travel now for the hotel, the rental car and like gas for the rental car. Um, but really those, oh, and if I have to buy like plane tickets for travel or whatever, but like those three main things, like they're not going to question really too much because it's needed for the job. I I don't want to be nickel and dime. Like we were just talking over. Well, why did you go to in and out when you could have went to, uh, I don't know what's a really, when you went to, when you could have went to white castle, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) You know, or why did you go, why did you go to Ruth Chris steakhouse when you could have went to sizzler? Like fuck out of here, you know, two two opposite ends of the spectrum (laughs) because I enjoy food and I like to eat good food. Right. Uh, Cause we earned it, you know, like we actually did our job. Why did you go to Ruth Chris when you could have went to the dumpster behind your hotel? Hmm. Hmm? You guys don't think enough. All you do is wasteful and cost this company money. Rah, 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 rah. Right. Selfish. <laughs> yeah, selfish. selfish. Spoiled individuals. <laughs> so, so Shoreline, you, like, you ever had an experience with that with like with, with travel work or any kind of like equipment work or even stage first, work? Where- first time, first time stories. First time stories. So since we're on the topic of food, um, you know, some some casinos are really good about like providing food for you or like giving you meal vouchers. And I, I can think of one that goes above and beyond every time. Cause you know, we have a pretty kick-ass crew that always goes down there. And um, so what they'll do is they will, they'll, they'll hand us like $150 worth of meal vouchers per worker. And like wow. you could stay there for three days, eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and not spend that much money. Like <laughs> it's wow. it, cause it's so cheap to, to eat there. Um, so that almost got taken away because somebody decided to be an asshat and like the rule the rule is at least among the crew is like if you're going to go at the very least tip your waitresses and waiters because they're still working they're not doing it for free so you know treat them right so bring some cash with you if you're going to go in and sit down if not go somewhere else well we had one time where some idiot uh 
not only didn't do that, but then asked if he could go and use the hotel uh, hot tub afterwards and like got a hold of the wrong executive and thought she worked for the hotel. And she's like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) uh, So yeah, that almost ruined all of that for us. Um, But anyways, uh, some first time stories. uh, I think you guys have talked about like uh, a similar, similar subject matter, but uh, like when you're trying to, when you, when you're going into like the same venue and doing the same things and you have the same complaints of like, Hey, last time we didn't, we didn't get this piece of equipment and we really should get this piece of equipment. Or, uh, like for us recently, it's been, um, wireless microphones, uh, cause of some wireless frequency, uh, stuff happening. Um, T and I think T-Mobile bought up a bunch of frequencies. So everybody's wireless gear has been out of date. So, um, but the, the, the owners of, of the company I've, I've worked for in the past are like, oh, it's fine. You're out in the middle of nowhere. Well, no, it's not fine because you're out in the middle of nowhere because I'm starting to get interference through my vocal mic for this band and I can't find a clean channel and like I'm having this constant fucking problem. Um, And it wasn't until one of the owners showed up on site and heard it and I was like, I can't get rid of that. That is why I need why why we need new wireless or to rent wireless from somebody else. And they're like, oh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I've been fucking yeah, it's telling not a problem you. because it doesn't directly affect them at the time. Exactly. Like this is still your client and you are still rep like we're representing you. So if you don't want to send us with the right stuff, then it's on you. Yeah, just don't expect any callbacks, you know. Right. Right. It's like not not that you mentioned that, especially with equipment. Like I re- I think we touched base on this with uh our GSC episode where like when hey, I need this certain GSC because we're having yeah, or this one's like the hardest to get anywhere in the site that we're at or it's even harder to have it shipped to us or brought to us whatever oh, it'll be fine we got two of them over there two that's it and then of course they'll break and then okay so what's our backup plan for the third one like oh you know what? we didn't really think it would actually come to that so um i'm just gonna have to wait this is exactly why we told you this <laughs> Well, and tying in with both of those, it's one of those like, well, you made it work the last time. Just make it work this time. I'm like, no, we're supposed to learn from our mistakes. The mistake being we didn't have this specialty tool item, but we finagled and and pulled some shit out of our ass and made it work uh, to meet the mission, whatever else. And when we come back and give you the debrief and say, hey, you know, we ran into the snag and it's because we didn't have this piece of equipment. Definitely need to have this for future operations. Sounds good in ear, in one ear, out the other. And the next time it comes around, you're like, hey, did we order that, uh, that specialty tool? We got to go out and do the same job again. Oh, no, but you guys made it work before. Just make it work again. That's not the, that's not, no, that's not the point. You know, <laughs> we're supposed to get better. We're supposed right. to be better. Absolutely. Yep. And, and you know, you know, every time is the first time things. You know, you know where I see a lot of this happen besides traveling is, pre and post inspections like say you're going for an audit or um your as 9100 cert is coming due so you have to or you have are you getting your your site's getting surveyed by a third party so like you hear that's coming like oh my god clean up everything hide shit get it out of here all this and that right it's like this huge clusterfuck of stuff to do right and Mm -hmm. and then you're like didn't we just do this like three months ago like why why are we hustling so much for this like shut up and do it just do it go and then we go through the survey or the inspection or the audit or whatever the case may be and we pass you know either good either by the skin of our teeth or with flying colors and then as soon as the the survey or the audit is done it goes right back to square one like like none of this hassle just happened we go right back to doing everything like we take we bring all the trash back in we bring all the all the malpractices and all the all the flagrant fouls and everything like time out yeah how can we only work right when it's inspection time yeah how can we only how can we only make the changes when inspection comes around then we don't keep those changes we made just for the inspection now we threw the good stuff out the window the inspection is done and go right back to maybe it's because that's uh what i'm gonna air quotes here the norm or what the old dogs feel is uh, that they're comfortable with because that's all they know. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I've ran into that several times where 
we don't learn from our mistakes because uh, that's how it's always been type thing. Right. Right. And, and yeah, just, we don't, uh, I've also we don't seen- implement, we don't implement the good things, I guess is what I'm trying to say, or we implement them only for inspection, like you said, and then like whoop, right out the window. So yeah. Right. Or, or, uh, it's the, the whole back in my day argument. Yeah. That's a good, good point. Shoreline. Yep. He's like, well, this is how it really works. We only just do this for show. Like it's just, it's just there to, to make people happy. And like, okay, okay, I get that to a certain degree, man, but not for like stuff that should be happening per the norm anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like back in your day, they were flying F4 Phantoms. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed their chief, but uh, they've had several new models come out since then. Right. <laughs> like we're on, we're on version 35, version 36, version 37, whatever is the new, new now. Like where have you or been, yeah, bro? <laughs> you go down the models and you have your, uh, you, you know, your F models and E models and whatever else. Like we're just, soon we're going to be at Z model, you know, and have to go to double A model and, you know, come back around the spectrum. But uh, yeah, they don't, that was right. a good point. Shoreline that back in my day, well, this is how we used to do it. Yeah. Well, Aircraft weren't even invented back in your day, so right. Everything was still everything was still flying on leaded gasoline, you know, and <laughs> so we're, we're yeah, everything past was that a fabric fabric covered biplane that you threw grenades out of and shot revolvers from. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a kite than an airplane. <laughs> yeah, the A ten and a thirty mic mic hasn't been invented yet, you know, back in your day. It's like a, a dude of a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing that man. It's like some Snoopy shit, right? Like a cardboard box and a slingshot. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's that's what he's flying around in that. And then the uh, anti-aircraft weapons were grenades tied to kites. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, what's a good way to end the cycle? Like, what, like, how do we kill it? Like, okay, we we realize this is too much of an ongoing problem. We need to we need to end the cycle now. One thing that I've seen sort of work at times is that all the guys, all the shops on the floor, right? They all, they all, you know, in the few times that it actually happens, but they all come together and say, look, this is messed up. We need to make this change. This is, it's, I'm sick of going through this each and every time that we, that this problem comes up. Um, and so they'll go and they'll, they'll either one sit down with the uh, tech pubs or whatever, but they'll write procedures out themselves. And they'll, you know, and it's not in the TO or IEDM or whatever you want to call it, but they'll write out a, a grandfather procedure that they all agree on. They all had their input and then they'll teach their own guys on the floor to, to break that cycle. And then once they get that part done, then they'll go sit down with tech pubs and have that document added to items or like they'll come to myself right in QA and they'll say, hey, man, you see the problems we're having out there. We wrote this procedure. We need to get in there, but we need your approval on it, too. Yeah, boom, give my stamp of approval and then it goes on to uh, tech pubs or whatever else to get implemented into the uh, IEDM or TO on that aspect or the maintenance manual, however however you want to call it in whatever shop you're in and industry you're working. But um, that's that's what I've seen work. Uh, it's, it has to start on the floor and go up or you choose one guy out of the group to be the... Uh, to be the wailing, wailing wall type person where they just, they just scream all the time. Like this is wrong. This is wrong. This, you know, <laughs> that guy takes on the full brunt of management, but eventually he screams loud enough and long enough that they start taking notice. And then, then it'll work from the top down, but that's, that's a much harder route to go. Cause oftentimes that guy just gets beaten to submission and then he's, he's no longer the same. So what the best way I've seen work is it starts on the floor, uh, moves its way up. And then, you know, once it, and it slowly chipping away and get to those higher management levels, you know, and higher uh, uh, overview or oversight uh, positions. And they go, oh, that's a great idea. Let's implement those now. And then they're like, okay, cool. And it's not a learning curve at that point because everybody below that they just made the decision for is already on board. So you almost have to make them like you do it and then you have to wait a few months and make it seem like it's management's idea. <laughs> and they're, you know, and then, and then, yeah, hey, we're going to do this now. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, management. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of it too is just having that open mindset, you know, like 
going back to what Shoreline said, it was about like, you know, I did back in my day, like that's cool and all, but you got to learn to adapt. You got to, I think that's the big problem that a lot of uh, individuals have is they, they're so set in their ways that they lock themselves tight to any type of change. Like any change is wrong and it's not how it's supposed to happen. So I guess figuring out some kind of way to unlock that and just be like, be a little bit more accepting to what's coming. I mean, change is always going to be an abrasion, especially yeah. to some, some people, but mm-hmm. you know, like if you kind of, if you can understand what the change is affecting, then you can, then you can at least argue to understand or at least argue to get a better perspective. Like, okay, I see how this is going, but what about this? Well, what if we did this to help out that or something like that? Uh, just to kind of meet in the middle until the system catches up with it is what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah. I think the biggest hindrance with that is a lot of people go, if, if let's say me, a new guy comes to U six, a senior guy, and I have this new process or procedure or whatever I want to implement because it's more streamlined, more effective. It cuts out, trims out all the fat, saves time, saves money, whatever. And I bring that to you and now, and that might be out of your wheelhouse because you might not understand the system that well that I'm working because it's a newer system and your, your prime day was like, we were just saying the F4 or whatever, you know, like that was your heyday. You were, you were the new guy then implementing all the good processes, new ideas on the F4, but now that time's come and gone. So you're hesitant because, oh man, like this new guy is coming from my, coming from my throat, you know, he's trying to, trying to one up me and I can't have that happen. And so they, they delay the, delayed progress just because i think it's maybe a pride thing right um at that point not not that that's every case but i i think we've all seen where that's that has been a definite reality at one point right like uh they they keep they try to keep the old operating system going just because that's what they're that what they're accustomed to and then any Sorry, go ahead. And then, like, any changes to the current way of doing things will eventually just phase them out and make them obsolete. And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm I'm set with how I like things. Well, you're not, ta- you're you, not getting. You're not taking me off off the game. Yeah, and you and I uh, specifically, six, I think, have ran into that in the past. Where, hey, we're getting this new system out there, but you you know, the higher ups didn't really understand it that well. So, the new system was supposed to supposed to be and we had these three systems in place before and this new system was going to incorporate all three but into ones to one one computer system or whatever else so instead of having to update three different programs we only have one to do but it still gives you every all the information you want but they didn't understand the new program so now we have to update the new system and then all three old existing systems because that's what they were their comfort level is with so you're like, look, we didn't, we didn't streamline or save anything. You just made more work for us. Like, just learn the new system. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. That's what I have you for. Okay, but then let me teach you the new system. No, 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 no. I'm not going. You're not going to teach me anything either. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, oh I'm, I'm si- like, old dog doesn't want to, doesn't want to learn new tricks. I'm like, okay, I get, I get. Old dog's about to go to the way of old yeller. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You're about to unevolve, like reverse evolution, you know. <laughs> about to go back to being a trilobite. <laughs> yeah, it kills me. It kills me when you get people in in management that that refuse to learn something new. Um, because like, if I can take a job that takes four to six hours and make it two to three hours long, why wouldn't I want to fucking do that? Right. Like, it right. doesn't make sense to me. It, like, I. Maybe people will think this is controversial, but if you're not willing to learn something new about your job you're currently working at, then maybe you should get a different fucking job. Ooh. Well, and I had a, a, a soccer coach in high school or football for our football for our international listeners, but uh, he was from Africa and he said, um, you never stop learning and the day you stop learning is the day you're dead. And he goes, and if you stop learning before your heart stops beating, he goes, you've died as a person. And I, wow. and I always think about that. I learned, I heard that when I was 15 years old and I've, and I've, I, I think about it quite frequently. You never stop learning. You always, you, and, and, and that's so true. Like every day I'm, I, it's probably at least 
three times a week where I'm like, huh, you really do learn something new every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then like, just especially way I mean, this is going into like the nerdy nerd of things where everything's is evolving three times the speed as the, the previous uh, iteration. So, I mean, like by the time you learn this one, you're already three steps behind for the next one. So if you're not constantly trying to keep, keep it going, you're, you're going to get phased out before you know it. Right. Example is like a uh, carburetor fuel systems, right? Like how long ago, like that was like the latest craze in certain areas. But now it's like, we, you guys still have that. Like, you guys yeah. still have to, inject fuel and oil into the meter so it meters it it primes itself uh, correctly like yeah (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's the thing right if you're you're not willing to learn uh and you want to keep implementing the old system systems so every time is really the first time uh you're gonna make yourself obsolete at some point you're gonna you're gonna congratulations you played yourself you know (laughs) right yeah, you're congrats. You're now extinct. You you are now extinct. <laughs> Reminds me of a kid's book. This is off talk, topic, but it reminded me of a kid's book I once saw, and it had a picture of a brachiosaurus on on the front of the book, like a hand drawn one. Yeah. And it had like a had like a, a kind of a surprise slash sad face to it, and the title of the book was "All My Friends Are Dead." <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking. Hard. When you said that, it just reminded me of that. All my friends are dead. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, making ter- that's a kid's book that's a kid's book yeah that's terrible <laughs> whatever traumatize them early right <laughs> i think it's about fossils and all that kind of stuff you know but it's just the, the the picture on the front of the book like it looked like a little kid drew it and then with the title all my friends are dead and when you say you know congratulations you're a dinosaur like just made me think yeah all my friends are dead <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of i mean that not gonna lie that's kind of like me man because all the friends, aka the aircraft I worked on, like are basically extinct. I mean, they got new iterations of him, but like I've only worked on him for so much before I finally left. So the ones that I grew up with are in the boneyard somewhere collecting dust. I'm like, ah, uh, goddamn it. Yeah. See, and like from my from my end, from all the stuff that I've worked on, uh, some are in the boneyards, but um, certain models of them are still are still out there moving around. But what's hard for me to keep up with now is the software changes, right? Because mm-hmm. everything's going to electronics and this and that and keeping up with the different software revisions and what changes come with that. That's that's a constant learning experience for me because like, I feel like I just learned one system, right? Mm-hmm. And as QA, you know, Six, you and I know, like we have to review some of those things. And I feel like I finally read through the document and I understand what this new software is supposed to do. And by the time I get that, like, Oh, here's revision number 1.2. And you're like, Oh my God, I just, I just learned this one. Uh, and <laughs> right. now it's obsolete. Like, Oh God. Right. So instead of the, Oh, my friends are like, Oh, my brain cells are dead. <laughs> Same dumb look. One, one, in, one in there and he's screaming. <laughs> Same dumb look and everything. Like, Oh, my brain cells are dead. <laughs> he's in there. He's a, it's like the monkey banging the symbols. That's what the last one of mine is just wondering. You know, <laughs> like Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. I freaking love it. Uh, closing thoughts, guys. Oh, man. I really don't have any closing thoughts on this one. Just be willing to uh, be willing to be part of the change. Be a, a, an advocate uh, and help streamline the, the change because there's one thing we all know that's constant it's change um continue your learning so you can uh help those who are behind you and um then and also help make the positive changes so again not every time is the first time and that we learn from past mistakes absolutely charlene any last any last thoughts uh for any company owners out there people that are managers um invest in training and education uh, for your employees so that you avoid stupid mistakes uh, that can turn into, you know, greater efficiency, but it can also turn into a lack of lawsuits or uh, or other negative impacts on your crew. Ooh, I think you just hit a whole other episode topic, man. There we go. Yeah. Discovery. As soon as you said training, I like a whole flood of 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 uh, past experiences just just came rushing in. Right. <laughs> what, what's the saying uh blame and train 
Blame and train. Blame and train. <laughs> this wasn't covered in training. This wasn't covered in training. What the hell did you guys even do in training then? Rubble, 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 rubble. Well, that's the thing. I get, I get the the argument of, well, it costs money to train. Yeah, but it costs money. It costs more money not to train at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. The cost of quality yeah. is always gonna take. So it's either you take you take some of it for a little bit of leeway, which is training, or you take a lot of it, which is backtracking all your previous steps and then redoing all of it all over again. Exactly. Uh, and I know some of our listeners will appreciate this right now, as in some of the entrances to the hangars have a floor mat that says the race to quality has no finish line. <laughs> Six, you'll remember that place too. But yeah, I think some of our listeners will hear that and uh, hopefully that'll make them laugh. <laughs> right, right. Well, there's no finish line. That's great. <laughs> Just because of the location where that was at, that that's the exact opposite of how they operated. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic, man. Like every, like what Sherlin and an MVP have said, you know, you got to learn to evolve with the times. And the only way for you to break the cycle is to uh, take, like, uh, make lessons out of it or uh, make learning experiences out of it and then pass it down. Don't just hoard it to yourself. Because as much as you may think that you hoarding all the information is going to make you irreplaceable, it just makes it Irreplace- it just makes you replaceable and now we're just going to find someone smart enough to figure it out that's all it means we'd like to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to keep producing episodes bring on guests and keep shoreline ever to happy to produce our show with special thanks to erica lamont chris hawkins stephanie boltman jenny dignan ryan frushauer daniel schubert and steven shivers thank you all our patrons so much for all your support and again, your patronage. If you have ideas, topics, or stories for the show, or you would like to be a guest on the show, visit cancelformaintenance.com and drop us a line on our contact us section. We will do whatever we can to get you and or your ideas onto the show. Check out our sponsor, Rockwell Time, for all sorts of outdoors and sporting apparel such as watches, safety-rated sunglasses, and snowboarding goods. Visit rockwelltime.com. Use code CX. 4MX and save 10% off your purchases. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cancel for maintenance. Patronage again allows us to continue making episodes and maintain our gear. Patrons also get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord and discounts to our upcoming merch.